0: Once again for another Wednesday morning discussion by Dr. Andrew Corbett. Hello, sir. Good
1: morning. Gorgeous morning, and we are looking outside our window here at our stations in Trevallon at a glorious sunshine morning, and what a great day to be alive. Indeed, absolutely. Couldn't agree more, mate. And, as you'd be aware, Cameron, 46 days to go until... Wimbledon starts.
0: <laughs> I haven't been counting down, mate. Oh, but, uh, I'm, you know, I'm a cricket fan, not a tennis fan. But I
1: don't mind the tennis. Well, it must be about 300 days to go until the cricket it is. End,
0: Yes, it is. Well, I think we had enough of that before with the World Cup and everything. Okay. So,
1: Cameron, anyway. this morning I, I want to reflect on something that will affect each of us, both personally and also if you're involved in any kind of leadership because the thing that's going to stand you in good stead for coping with life's challenges is how prepared you are and how prepared you are is determined by how you have managed your life up until that point and this is this horrible word called self-discipline and self-discipline Cameron is is one of those things that, as we've said that you, you can't buy it, you can't delegate it, and you can't buy it so it's it's one of the things that separates those people who are who are going to struggle particularly with life's difficulties and those people who are going to cope with life's difficulties also it's the thing that separates good leaders from great leaders, when uh, someone is able to be highly self-disciplined, they are they are able to inspire confidence in other people and it, it, they have a greater chance of being able to lead an organisation, lead a business, lead a project with not only confidence but in, in an as i said in an inspiring way so when we talk about self-discipline if anyone's ever tried self-discipline i don't know if you've ever tried self-discipline cameron Certainly it's, have, yes. it's very difficult it is. and absolutely it, in fact it's it's one of the things that i've discovered it's it's not so difficult when you start because you know any pretty much anyone can make a start but it's it's as they call it in in running it's the third lap it's that ability to keep going even though you've done one or two laps already and now it's time for you know the third of the fourth laps that's when it gets difficult Uh, my wife and eight-year-old daughter made a commitment to go for a three kilometer jog each morning before seven o'clock and they're into week two. They've got another week to go. Cameron, there have been some horrible weather mornings the last few yeah, days. I sure have. That Kim has said to me, "I think I'll stay in bed this morning," <laughs> and, and I've said, "Fair enough." And then a couple of minutes later, she said, "No, I can't. I've made a commitment." And Good for her. yeah, and and even then, uh, Ruby, who looked looked out the window and saw the wind and the rain and all the rest of it, she said, I think I'll stay in bed. <laughs> and she did. One morning she did. And Kim thought, well, I'm only doing this for her so that she can have a you know a bit of a go at the cross-country coming up, which uh, all parents would be aware that, you know, the cross-country season's coming up for their, yeah, their children. Yeah. And, but she thought, well, but I made a commitment as well i made a commitment that i would do this with her and i've made a commitment that i'll do it and so kim did it that morning by herself now i to me kim is one of the greatest examples of self-discipline but self-discipline is i i just want people to be realistic about this there will come moments when it's just almost overpoweringly difficult and it could be as simple as saying i'm 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 not going to eat after 8 p.m. at night and you you know you happen to go to the fridge to put something away or do something or because it was calling out your name and you open up the door of the fridge and suddenly it's like one won't hurt yep and, i've been and, there been there and done she's that. Over. so yep. this is where it's 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 you, you have to have a, a phenomenal reserve of self-discipline and it starts off by obviously doing the small things Cameron, I I was reflecting on this as I was coming up this morning thinking I'm someone who's in an unusual situation where I I preach as a pastor. I preach often Sunday morning and then again back up Sunday night. We have a a Sunday night service at Lagana that's very well supported as well. And then, of course, we do this and, you know, it might sound like I just rock up and just, you know, just spouting off at the top of my head but there's a little bit of preparation involved in doing this as well and then I also write a a pastoral letter to my church each week which is more or less a a pastoral sermon and then often I'm writing uh, what's called an apologetics article as well for another website and added to that, often invited to speak at other places through the week, Um, could be a school, could be Launceston College, could be the Launceston Christian School, could be a a convention or something that's happening so speaking and writing uh, is a a big part of my normal week and added to that I'm also supervising about 25 degree students where I'm coaching them through their degree and I have to mark their work, I have to coach them I have to talk with them, and this is part of my regular weekly routine. not an extraordinary week this is my week this is this is what it looks like. added to that also are uh, the responsibilities that I have here toward y f m uh being chairman of the board and things like that where i where I have to you know, keep my hand on YFM and that's a and you're a lot of work, Cameron, so Yeah, I've done huge work, mate. Absolutely. Uh, high maintenance staff member. <laughs> so so I have you All know, demanding I have, everything have under that the sun. responsibility yes. as well. And Sometimes people will say to me I don't know how you get it all done. Well, let me give you an insight and it's it's perhaps a secret. The the only way you have any chance of getting this done is to develop self-discipline. I've tried, trust me, I've tried to find other ways of coping and and I I cannot find them. The the only way I have discovered that people who who have a lot on their plate get things done is because they have learned to develop Self discipline. So self discipline starts. I'm going to count down the five top self disciplines that you can't buy, you can't delegate. And one of the things that we leaders are told to do is to learn to delegate. You must get out there and you must delegate. But these things you just cannot delegate. No one can do these for you. You have to do these things. And and it starts number four. We'll go from number five down to number one. Number five. Is developing routine. That's regular daily habits, regular daily things. It means organizing your day around time frames that are regular, day in, day out. So that means that you have a, a pretty regular get up time. It, it means you have a pretty regular routine when you get up. It means that when you get going, you have certain routines. And throughout the day, you have some time frame consistency. So I see people who, you know, sleep in and work late and do all this sort of stuff. And I think, man, you cannot sustain that. You need some kind of regularity here in your life. And it's it's this thing where it starts. This is where self-discipline starts. Just get a regular get-up time. It's, you know, you may you, you may be someone out there who's lost hope. You may have you, you may find that life has just become all too difficult. You may be unemployed. You may be looking for a job, and you may think, "What is the point to me getting out of bed at seven o'clock every morning? Well, there is just no point. No one needs me. No, I've got no job to go to. What's the point? I'll tell you the point, fella." <laughs> The point is, (laughs) if you want to make yourself employable, an employer is looking for someone who knows how to get things done and is reliable. And if you can't even get out of bed at a regular daily time, how on earth are you going to turn up to work on time? So th- these things have a huge bearing on your character and your employability. But then as a, if you're if you're a leader who's struggling to win the respect of those that you're leading and you're wondering why don't you know why can't I get these people on board? Well, well take a look at this. It starts with regularity and routine. If you're the kind of leader that comes in and says, "Right, new policy, new organization policy. Today the policy is green, whatever." And then tomorrow people start to do green and they see you not doing green and green never gets mentioned again trust me you are going to lose them and you are going to lose their confidence you need to be regular consistent and it starts with routines cameron let's come back after this music break and i want to talk about the next four things and we're counting up to number one these are this is where it starts this is where it starts regularity and routine so cameron let's come back after this break Alrighty, thank you Dr. Andrew Corbett there's part one, we'll be back with part two very
0: soon and thanks for joining us this morning and uh, coming up now, uh, Dr. Andrew Corbett continues uh, with his um, disciplines, the five disciplines that you cannot buy
1: Yeah, the five self-disciplines Cameron, so it's a little bit different to discipline because that could be imposed, in fact many people who have maybe been in a context, a private school or, or even a prison or the army, the military, where they have had discipline imposed upon them, find it quite difficult to self-discipline. They get out of that environment and self-discipline becomes a real challenge for them. So this is something that you can't buy. No one can do it for you. You have to learn how to do it. And it might sound like, you know, I'm talking about being a, a bit of a, a dry bore but let me tell you that if you're going to and i've discovered in life that if you're going to step up into a leadership role where you're going to bear responsibility for other people this is not a flippant exercise this is not a trivial thing this is not something where you can spend hours on the wii or the playstation or the xbox or whatever you you almost go on to if you if you really take your organization seriously and your organization's mission and purpose seriously you're almost on a war footing where you recognize your time cannot be thrown away your time is very very valuable so you you take on a certain gravitas and that gravitas tells people that you're pretty serious about what you're doing here and you learn to carry yourself with that that gravitas but let's come back to maybe some grassroots stuff i mentioned before someone who may have lost heart maybe they're unemployed and and they've been unemployed for quite a while and they're wondering how on earth am i going to get a job there's no point to me you know doing any of these things because no one wants me and so on. well I'm, I'm going to make this commitment you, you may not get a job because of what I'm, I'm saying now. You may not, but I can guarantee this. You won't be able to get a job if you don't do these things. Yeah. It's as simple yeah. as that. So it starts with developing regularity and routine being consistent have a regular sleep time get up time go to bed time a regular meal time make these things consistent and regular i I often hear people say i I don't want to get in a rut i don't want i don't want routines to dictate you know my life well the problem with that is that those people are often flitting from one thing to the other they haven't got the ability to see something through because no matter what you start, if you're going to make a commitment to do it well, there will be overwhelming temptations to stop and quit. Yes. Because absolutely. quitting is so much easier. It's so much easier. Diets, exercise programs and so on. And that that brings me to my next one. And it's it's again, this is kind of where we we're We're starting off, just get those routines in place. That's the first thing. Second thing, become a reader. become a reader. Cameron in our state of Tasmania, most of our people, not just my opinion, this is what the research says. Most Tasmanians do not know how to read past something like grade five level primary school they don't know how to read that means most and, and we're talking over 50% i believe it's up, upwards of 60% of Tasmanians have a reading level that's that's not past something like grade 5 grade 6 and that puts them at a huge disadvantage reading is is strangely something that we are not taught beyond primary school and even by the time you get to grade 5 or 6 the the art and science of reading is no longer implemented to read a book requires a great deal of self-discipline and if you don't think so ask yourself this question and it won't take you very long to answer have have you started reading a book and not finished it have you just started have you got a few books that you've started and you haven't finished Hmm. I have plenty of time, yeah, to well, You're, yes. you're smiling, Cameron. So, <laughs> because those things become the indicator of, of this ability to develop your self-discipline muscle. I, I heard someone say that the mind has a, a section to it where it stores things for immediate retrieval. Uh, it's colloquially called the memory muscle the memory muscle and for most people they don't they don't even realize that they have a memory muscle this memory muscle needs to be exercised it needs to be taken out of its cage taken for a walk allowed to run around the park and come back and you can you can then use it and by learning how to use that memory muscle you you are standing yourself in good stead to remember better so when we think about uh, days gone by before the internet before even books were common i was i was uh, listening to a lecture at a, a university where they were talking about the requirements to become get this a deacon in an ethiopian church in the fourth century this was the requirements cameron to be a deacon, not an elder, not a pastor, just a deacon in that church, in an Ethiopian church in the 4th century, you had to have memorized the Gospel of John and be able to recite it from verse 1 to the closing verse of chapter sure. 21 wow. in front of the church. Wow. Now yeah, that's that's uh, that's discipline to be able to do By that. By the way, that would take about 2 hours, 20 minutes to do that, oh, to yeah, to, yeah. to recite wow. it, Whew. All right, to read it. Uh, uh, you, you could possibly do it quicker uh, depends on how you, you so it could take around two hours or so so in order to become a deacon they had to memorize it now cast your mind back Cameron to the 4th century <laughs> there, were, there just wasn't the internet there wasn't, uh, no. there wasn't a whole lot of books, there wasn't like oh hang on a minute I'll just duck into my library and grab that reference and, oh, and oh, I'll no, read no, no. the gospels yes. they, they, they had to commit things to memory that memory muscle is an ancient art an ancient skill that has largely been lost but it can be rebuilt and one of the ways you begin to rebuild your memory muscle is by reading it it sounds like a disconnect but it isn't by reading and and I was going to say by reading a physical book because the the huge trend now toward ebooks, but I'm not sure, the the data's not in on an e-book, but we, according to Luminosity, or L- Lumosity, I think it's called, these are people who, it's an organization that, that works on memory muscle. And they say that there is a huge difference between the ability of the brain to remember things if it's read off a screen compared to reading it off a physical book. And they say the physical book is far easier to remember than the screen. Now, I don't know if all the data's in on that yet, but that's very interesting research. So by reading, you're actually developing your ability to remember, you're developing your ability to think, you're you're also developing your ability to self-discipline. This is what will happen when you read a book. And I'm not talking necessarily about a novel, I'm talking about a factual book, something that will give you information that will help you in whatever you're doing. After about 10 minutes, you'll become a little bit dozy, a little bit sleepy. You'll, you'll Your eyes will wander, your thoughts will wander. That's where it takes self-discipline mm. to go, okay, push yeah. through, yeah. push through. and And it's by exercising that muscle that you develop the ability to do it. So there's the second... So that's number four. First, so number five, the thing, the thing that lays the foundation of this pyramid is regularity and routine. Number four is reading. Learn to read, and if you want to read a good book on how to read, it's called How to Read a Book by Mortimer J. Adler. What a great title! <laughs> I recommend it. I strongly recommend it. In fact, at our college, at ICI College, we require this as 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 the first book all our students read, because we've discovered that even university students do not know how to read a book. They can look at the words and decipher them, but that's not reading. Cameron, let's come back after the news and we'll keep going. Thank you, Dr. Andrew Corbett. Back with
0: Dr. Andrew very soon. Here's the news now, it's nine o'clock a great uh, subject this morning we're uh, tuned into with dr andrew corbett uh, the five self-disciplines that uh, cannot be bought and i hope you're uh, getting a lot out of this morning's uh, uh, subject and uh, don't forget uh, if you want to be a part of uh, the discussion this morning you can do that via twitter um, if you've got a comment to make about today's um, particular subject uh, go to uh, dr andrew c that is the uh, um, that is the hashtag with a capital uh, D, a capital A, and a capital C.
1: Andrew. Yeah, thanks, Cameron. So, it's yeah, Twitter at, at Twitter.com at Dr. Andrew C. And you can uh, make a comment or whatever there. You can also do it on the WFM Facebook page. If you haven't uh, been to our Facebook page, you can see that uh, we keep, Um, lots of information up there as well and we have sometimes special offers and things like that as well also if you're a business in launceston and you and and you're doing a little bit tough and you need to promote your business then wayfm has got some really special offers on at the moment and you'll see those at wayfm.org.au slash sponsors have a look at those packages they end in just a few days and we've got some left in each of the three offers that we've got, because we can only have limited numbers because of the government's restriction on us that says we can only advertise for so many minutes per hour, and that's why we think any business that does advertise on y f m is actually getting a lot of clear air, a lot of space, so you don't your your particular business promotion doesn't get lost in the crowd, so to speak, of some of the other ads. All right, Cameron, these are the the five self-disciplines that you can't buy. They're absolutely necessary if you want to develop the skills for life to be able to deal with the challenges that life throws at us. And also being able to lead people, uh, any leader, anybody who wants to be a leader, also must develop these things because these are the things that help you to do what you have to do as a leader they also help you to inspire other leaders and other people in your organization so we've already seen regularity routine we could add the word consistency in there because these are th- that's where it starts then reading now i've heard people say well you can't learn anything out of a book and i just have to think man you are not reading the right books because there is a lot you can learn from a book in fact there are some things you can only learn from a book yeah and and i i love it when i can watch someone up close and talk with them and interact with them and watch what they do and learn from them that i find that really really valuable but that's not to dismiss or discount the fact that you can actually learn something from a book if you know how to read it mm. and most people don't know how to read books that for many people they think reading a book is you know just going through word by word current there are some books they don't deserve that kind of treatment yeah, yeah. they just just read the cover read the table of contents go to a chapter that might appeal to you and that might be about it that might be about the extent of what that book deserves and there are other books and you need to take a pencil to it you need to take sticky notes or a pad or whatever and and you're going to you're going to spend a bit of time in that book because it's going to be really helpful and really valuable but if you don't know the difference then you don't know how to read and it's as simple as that here's the next one this is number 3 so we're counting down number 3 is saving the self-discipline of saving, and I say that in the context where perhaps our older listeners are going to hear me say that, and they're going to go, oh, I was about to write something quite profound down, but that's not profound. That's common sense, and I'm going to tell you it's not that common anymore. It's just (laughs) not common, and the reason I know it's not common is because of the spiraling personal debt, shall we call it crisis, that we see right now. I think there are two really really big issues that are debilitating more and more people in this day and age one is personal debt and the other one is alcohol i think we are kidding ourselves with both of these issues but with debt it will it will absolutely crush people and by learning the self-discipline of being able to say you know i really want that whatever iphone 6 um i have no idea how much an iphone 6 is except it's probably over a thousand dollars but i know that there are some teenagers the fact that i say that says you know i haven't even considered it because i haven't saved a thousand dollars i don't have a thousand dollars to spend on a phone but i know that there are some teenagers that have iphone 6s and i can only wonder how they got it and there are some teenagers who get a part-time job and they will take essentially their entire income from their part-time job and go down to the phone store and go on a a payment plan to buy a phone and i know someone who did this at 18 years of age bought the latest iphone as it came out they had a part-time job at a supermarket almost their entire weekly income was spent paying that phone back they got that phone The second day they had that phone, Cameron, it fell out of their hand onto the pavement and smashed. Wow, yes. They had another 24 months of payments to go on something that essentially they couldn't use. And this is is an absolute killer. So I'm going to suggest this novel concept of saving. There's there's quite a bit I could say about this, but I would... I would suggest that people learn to manage their finances. It's called stewarding. That I would yes. suggest everybody uh, divvies up their weekly, fortnightly, monthly income into lots of ten percent And the first ten percent, I I think if you're a part of a, a church, you should give that to the church. Or if you're not, you should give that to charity, and, and it'll do your soul good to do that. You should probably save ten percent as well. Now, this is where maybe you've never heard this piece of advice, but I, I'm going to suggest you 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 have multiple savings accounts, and each of them have labels. In other words, in three years' time, you know, Cameron, you're going to want to replace that that Mazda car of yours. Yeah, and maybe. <laughs> in well, three years, four years, whatever it is, pick a number. In three or four years, so let's say five years. In five years, you're going to want to replace that car. How much are you going to spend on a car? And the question is, in five years' time, are you going to go, oh, I want to spend you know, $15,000 on a car? Then in five years' time, are you thinking you're just going to borrow the whole lot? Or are you thinking, okay, I've got five years to make $15,000 for a car. That's I mean, is, How much is that a year, Cameron?
0: Don't put me on the spot.
1: $3,000, Cameron. I'm not very That's good That's about $60 a week, Cameron, saved for a car yeah, that you yeah. could afford yeah, yeah. in five years. Imagine five years ago, Cameron, you decided you were going to save $60 a week. Uh, it wouldn't have. I don't think it well, happened. Just, just work with me yeah, here a little okay, bit. Okay, okay. $60 a week saved every week, and you've just done that for the last five years. Yeah. You'd have about at least $15,000 in your bank. Here's my question, yeah. Cameron. Would you like $15,000 in your bank account right now? Yeah, I would, yes. Well, are, you can, are you offering
0: me? I, I'm,
1: I'm offering you something more valuable. <laughs> I know, mate. It's all right. My wisdom. Yes, I'm aware <laughs> I'm of that. Worth more than $15,000, Cameron. <laughs> that in five years' time, you could have that sitting in your account if you saved now. So by learning to save now, you're actually building for the future. By learning to save now, you're actually acquiring personal skills that you can then bring to an organisation that when you see the organisation, you 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 are not as predisposed to think in terms of massive lifestyle debt for that organisation either, that business, that whatever, but you actually begin to think in terms of how can we capital invest into this business as well. So it, it has an effect on your leadership and on your life skills. Uh, I heard of someone who, and this is because we don't have any health funds who are sponsors of YFM I feel quite free to say this but I heard someone say that they they saw that their private health insurance was costing a lot they decided to stop it and put that money in a bank account and after a few years they someone did fall sick and and they found that they had actually saved more than they needed to go private and privately fund it so look there's there's if you save a little bit just a little bit every week pick a number but do it regularly consistently and save that's one of the things that that self-discipline no one can do that for you Uh, you you need to be able to do that i suppose in one sense your employer is doing it through superannuation in one sense but you can also contribute and and you should to some kind of savings plan as well you want to buy a house one day you're going to need to save a deposit and even if it's just you know five ten dollars a week into an account imagine if you'd put ten dollars a week into an account ten years ago that means you would have probably about six or seven thousand dollars now and that would help that that would really help someone who is thinking gee i wish i you know could buy a house this is how it works all right cam we're going to come back after this music break and we've got two more to count down the five top things the five self-disciplines that money can't buy
0: Excellent. Yeah, hope you're enjoying it this morning. I certainly am. It's a great lot of wisdom from
1: Dr. Andrew at no cost at all. It's 9.16. Back with more shortly. Cameron, you, you need a courage to do not just the great things, but I think to be the hero in your family. There are, if we had more men in in our state of Tasmania, realising that it takes a hero in their home, someone who's going to be the hero. So rather than being competitive with your wife and well if she did this i can do that she spoke to me like that i can speak to her like this that's just crazy stuff that's not how heroes think heroes are able to take things on the chin heroes are able to step up and yet takes courage that's another topic today we're talking about self-discipline cameron and we've already counted down from number five where it's regularity routine and consistency to number four reading learning how to read if you haven't if you if you're not reading a good book, please go down to Kurong, right now. Take take your take your radio with you. Keep listening, <laughs> but go and talk to Victor. Tell yep. tell Victor that Dr. Andrew sent you. <laughs> and and if you talk to Victor and ask him, Dr. Andrew said, "I've got to read a good book. Please give me a good give me a good book to read." And hopefully. Hopefully, he'll give you... If he's there, of course. So. Yeah, oh, he'll be there. Victor will be there. Absolutely. And while you're there, grab a Way FM bumper sticker from the oh, yeah. front counter. Yeah. Uh, by, by the way, here's a little book you you might want to start with. It's by Tim Keller. It's called Prodigal God. Go and ask Victor for Prodigal God. It'll cost you less than $10. But it's a good book. It's a good little book. Tim Keller writes really well. And you will enjoy that, in fact, if you don't enjoy it, tell Victor, and I'm sure he'll do something <laughs> yes <laughs> he he'll, okay. he'll be right away having a look at it He's a good and we way. we saw number three was saving, learning how to save, learning how to put just a little bit aside each pay uh, time and and eventually it it, it put, you put it into an account you don't see, you don't access regularly, and it could just be you know five percent. 10% if you can that'd be great to do that and now here's number two so this is our our fourth one and it's regular exercise and diet regular exercise and diet and again people might think well this isn't profound you, Well, no, it's not but knowing it is not the same as doing it and regular exercise and routine of uh, 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 sorry diet means that you you have no one standing over your shoulder there's no one making you do this you know it's like when you see the biggest loser there's a, there's about there's camera crews there's sound recorders there's these personal trainers all around these people who are telling them no you you can't eat that it's you know it's full of fat and it's full of carbs you need to you know tone down on the fat and the carbs and you need to back off the wheat and you need to you know this that or the other well you're not going to have that you need self-discipline to be able to say every day i'm going to go for a walk either to start my day end my day middle of the day whatever it is get a regular plan of exercise we all need to exercise even as we've been doing this program this morning cameron yeah, you and i we while have. we go to music we've been exercising it's, simple, exactly. it's a very simple exercise we just stand up just and get a, out of the chair
0: if you're not physically fit I've, I've noticed this over the last three or four years you're not going to be mentally fit either you're mm. going to have problems with focus and and well not not going dizzy or anything okay. like that but yep. the concentration levels will suffer
1: yeah they're absolutely linked Cameron. They they are linked so that if you're physically unwell, chances are you're you're also going to struggle emotionally, as well. In fact, and we have seen this with uh, our Ruby because she has all kinds of dietary issues, and if her diet's not right, she can she can have all kinds of mental illness issues, uh, emotional issues simply from diet. So this is a huge thing. If you if you really want to get this under control, you're pretty serious about it. Go and see a dietitian. Go and do something to to take get this under control. All right, here's number five, and this is this is where we we culminate, and it's spirituality the the self discipline of spirituality for a Christian. It looks like a, a daily time of I'm going to call it methodical prayer, or yes. I might call it intentional prayer, yes. where where you are going through something that helps you to pray uh, some christians use the the acronym acts adoration confession thanks and supplication some christians use the lord's prayer where it starts off with worship it starts off uh, again uh, uh, re- requesting Uh, needs to be met then there's confession then there's prayer for others and then it finishes with worship thine is the glory and so on so they use that as a pattern and in between there there are people family members um, church community members that they're praying for whatever it is you need the self-discipline to do that every day also Bible reading, Cameron, you would be stunned. I'm sure you would be stunned to discover there are some Christians who do not read their Bible every day. Yeah, yeah. So this is a basic spiritual self discipline. And perhaps you're listening and you're going, Well, that's all right for you Christians. I'm not a Christian. Well, I I'll say this you are spiritual. It's not like you've got a choice. You actually are. It's like telling the duck, stop quacking. That duck cannot help but quack. It cannot help but fly north for the winter, and it cannot help but, you know, swim, paddle across a lake. It's a duck. We human beings are spiritual. And and one of the most amazing things is, despite the multi-million dollar onslaught by the media to promote atheism and naturalism, we we still we are still deeply spiritual and i think i think it's because this is the air we breathe this is the people we are so you may not consider yourself spiritual but i guarantee you you are you are actually designed to pray and you are designed to interact with your creator through the bible so These disciplines, and I've just mentioned two. There's, there's classically about five disciplines which include other aspects of the spiritual life as well. But there's two to start with: prayer and Bible reading. Oftentimes in a church, Cameron, the worst attended meeting of that church is the prayer meeting. And when you consider, as I heard Chuck Swindoll say last night, that when Paul wrote to Timothy, he he said what is it uh first timothy chapter two he says to timothy first of all i urge you to and you think "Well, wow, boy what's what's he urging this young pastor to do visit the elderly visit the sick visit those who are struggling uh visit uh, or or preach what, what what is it first of all i urge you to what is it what is it is it, is it no it's not preach it's not visit it's it's not counsel It it's not any of those things, but Paul says, first of all, I urge you to pray. And so, prayer is such an important spiritual discipline. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder what our state would look like if more Christians prayed for the welfare of our state. Yeah, what rather, would our state look like? Well,
0: I I, I like that uh, segment, uh, sentiment because if we start uh, started uh, praying rather than complaining about everything, then perhaps things might yeah, be better. Yeah, someone has
1: said complaining is the language of victims praising is the language of victors and so being, being, being able to pray our problems is, is a great way to deal with some of life's difficulties and perhaps you're listening to me right now and you're thinking I don't even know how to pray can I just offer you a, a, a three word prayer and it goes like this, see if you can uh, th- this is so simple, but it's yet profound. God, help me. God, help me. That's it. a three-word prayer. And start from there. Just talk to God. If perhaps you're not religious, perhaps you're thinking you're a million miles from God. perhaps you've, you know you're thinking if, if God only knew what you've been doing, there's no way he'd ever want to listen to your prayers. Well, you are one prayer away from being forgiven. And that might be another three-word prayer, God, forgive me. And by doing that, you can begin to enjoy a peace that you've not known before. And in a few weeks' time, Launceston's going to have a peace festival. I suggest you can start your own private peace festival right now, just with that three-word prayer, God, forgive me. And try that other three-word prayer, God, help me. And that's where the self-discipline of spirituality is really, really important We are created to be spiritual. You can't help it, but you can be slack, spiritually slack. And I'm suggesting and encouraging people become self-disciplined in your spiritual life as well. Cameron, there's five things that you can't buy. These five self-disciplines you can't buy, but you need to do them. Regularity, reading, saving, exercise and diet, and spirituality. Next week, Cameron, we'll be back. And at this stage, we're going to be looking at the five different types of of intelligence.
0: I wonder which one
1: I might. <laughs>